And the Lord will show you behind you. You say, oh Lord, I wish you give me another chance. And he says, no, you cannot. That would not be your portion. Look at this scripture in the book of Acts. The book of Acts chapter 4. When the, the, the council, the government rose against the church. Look at what is happening right now in um, um, this place. They, are, they just bombed now, Sri Lanka. Do you know that it can be London? And do you know it can be in this building? If you think not, if you don't think that, you are lost. Down the road here, a few years ago, all right, a soldier was slaughtered. Okay? Brought the light, beheaded, slaughtered. Just less than 200 meters from our building here. Now, those who did that, they are at large. The very one they took. But the rest of the team, where are they? Where are they? They are dwelling among us. I will together now. So if you hear about Sri Lanka, and you say, oh, thank God we are at PC. I'm so sorry for you. We lost it long ago. This country lost it long ago. If we can come to the place whereby the Home Secretary took a decision to hinder somebody who said he does, she does not care if a British is killed. And then they are using the law to say that they have to give that person an opportunity. A person who waged war against the United Kingdom... And they are, some are fighting that they should give her opportunity to defend, defend what? She had made her claim known to the whole world. And she said, I cannot change. So if you think that it's Sri Lanka only, uh, you lost it. Let me say this to you. Those people went to church like this on the most festive day. And all of them lost their lives. That song says that... No, verse 2. It says, see the mighty host of Satan advancing. Okay, with Satan leading them on. Mighty ones among us are falling. Courage almost gone. We're going to pray about that after this. But let's deal with our prayer life first. That Satan will not be able to stop your mouth. The scripture tells us in that book of Acts... After they have threatened them, which we have been threatened, now many of you cannot easily talk about Jesus in your office. You know it. I am in my own office. I can talk about Jesus anyhow, anywhere, anything I want to say. By law, I have right to say anything here. Okay? But you and I, the moment we step out of this door, there are some convictions and there are some writings in the scriptures that if you say them as it's written in the scriptures, you are vulnerable to be arrested. Some of us have been arrested in Bristol and also sentenced, if not for the good, you know, Christian Lawyer Association who freed them. They have been sentenced for quoting King James Version. The reason for sentencing them is written in, in the judgment. You are sentenced for quoting King James Version of the Bible. I mean, in the UK. I read the judgment. You think they should do something to the, the magistrate who, who did that? No, they promoted her. 
We have to fight. If we did not stand up as Christian lawyers and fight the case of those two guys, all right, the person who took them to court is not British born. They are British born, father British, grandfather British, ancestors British. And somebody who came in to enjoy the rights of citizenship called the police to arrest the citizens for quoting the King James Version that had been written before he was born in his own country before he came to England. And yet the court, the court, if you say we are safe, I'm so sorry. He will not catch us on our wares. We will catch the devil on our wares. He says on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and, and elders had said to them. Okay? Haven't they done that? Look at verse 29. It says then they lifted up their voice and said, Now Lord, consider their threat and enable your servant to speak your word with great boldness. We are in that position here today. Jesus says, if you are shy of me before men, I shall be shy of you before my father and his holy angels. Whenever you are, you are challenged in office, that you shy away from confronting them with the truth written. You have disgraced Jesus Christ and denied him one more time. I will get there now. So we pray for boldness. Stretch out your hands and heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. But if you look at the, the next verse, 31. After they prayed, the place where they were praying, were meeting, was what? Shaking. Do you know why the place was shaking? They prayed their intestine out. They prayed their heart out. They are not just speaking. They are praying manifestation. Okay? Somebody had not put knife on her neck yet. Yet, I say. Because it's coming in, in England. It's coming. It's coming. Because if they have made their ways into our laws, we are all sold out. You cannot. In this country, United Kingdom today, there is Islamophobia. What about Christianophobia? No, it doesn't exist. It doesn't have reason to exist. Because Christianity does not exist anymore. Not in this country. Not in this culture. It, Christianity is not to be protected. But Islam should be. Isn't it? I want you to pray. Very, very simple. With all the persecutions we are seeing against Christianity every day, yet we have not collectively as a nation recognized that and the nation of Christians. We are going to pray. The first prize is, Lord, consider the threats of the devil. You can preach anything outside, preach Jesus, two men will stand before you to stop you. They will say that you are committing nuisance. It's on the, it's on the public, public notice. Whereas others can speak and preach who they, they, they want to preach. Talk about Jesus, you can malign Jesus, but you can't malign other religions like that. You can't. Both the press, the law, is not on the side of Christ. We are going to pray, Lord, grant us boldness to preach your word everywhere. 
and stretch out your hand to manifest miracles. Testify to my claim by miraculous signs and wonders. Lift up your voice and let's begin to pray. Grant us boldness to preach your word. We need boldness to preach the word of God. Consider the threat that we are facing in England. Consider the threat we are facing in the whole world. Grant your church in this nation boldness to preach the word of God. Grant us boldness to preach the word of God. Oh Lord our King. And stretch out your hand to do signs and wonders. Let signs and wonders be performed in the name of your son. Tell the Lord, anoint my spirit with power to preach. Anoint my spirit with power to preach the word. Anoint my mind, oh God, with boldness to declare the truth. Draw men to me that they may hear the word of God. Let the word that come out of my mouth be life. Let it be hammer that break the heart into pieces. Grant me the boldness. This sort of boldness you gave to the apostles. Give unto me, O God. Give unto me, O God. Give unto me, O God. Let me be wild with your boldness. That I will preach Jesus everywhere. I will be able to speak. And my mouth shall not be shut. And as I speak, testify to my word, O God. Let there be signs and wonders. Let there be signs and wonders. Let there be manifestation. Prophetic signs, healing wonders, miracles. Father, Yeah, Lord. Open doors for me everywhere to preach your word. And as I preach your word, let there be manifestations of glory and power. This I ask you, O King of heaven. The Bible says, The Lord that I pour my spirit upon all flesh, sons and daughters will prophesy. Quicken our mortal bodies, O God. my mouth.
In Jesus' anointed name, we are prayed. The last prayer we'll pray before we sit down is this. If you look at that song, I, I, this is one of my favorite songs, but someone sent it to me today. And when I heard it, I wept. It did something in my heart. Two things, really. That song says, see the mighty host advancing. Satan lead them all. Satan leading them on. Then he said, mighty ones around us are falling. Look at many ministers that you know. Top big ministers. God anointed them with power. He drew crowd to them. From nothing, they became extremely rich. But now, where are they? None of them can stand the counsel of God anymore. They fell like leaves. But crowd are still trooping to them. And they are shipwrecking. Falling with them. All over. Not only in Africa. In America, don't talk about it. Power gone. But now just manipulation. And so, many false prophets now began to arise. And the people in the nations are confused. Because no one to feed them. So when they see a false prophet, it looks like the one they follow. Mighty are falling. Courage is almost gone. Look at the last verse of that song. It says, fears along the battle rages, but our help is near. Onward come our great commander, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This is the prayer we want to pray. In the book of Matthew... 24 verse 12. Jesus, while he was talking about his departure and his next coming, he says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of many will wax cold in our time. And you know wickedness has increased so much? And if you look at the church, the love of many will wax cold. Some people interpret Christianity the way they think. And I've heard people say that they want to they interpret Christianity in the context of what the social life is. No, Christianity is not so. It is a way of God that has no respect or regard for context of human. At all. He has no regard for context of human. Because if he has regard for context of human, then it's no more God. The kingdom is governed by the rule of the scriptures. And it does not change. From one generation to the other, it is the same. Those of us who went to Israel will remember. It is the same. I will get there now. The youthful exuberance has nothing to do. Christ, when he was a youth, understand, he was a rabbi. So he did not behave like the youths in his days. He behaved as a Levite. A rabbi. They, they, they called him teacher, which means rabbi. And rabbi have strict, stringent rules and regulations. He kept to them. So you'll be making a mistake if you look at Jesus that he was young. Oh, he must just be like, it's not, it's not. It's like some youths now, like I can, I can be proud of the youths in CFT. They don't look funny, do they? Look at many youths on many people. You see their boys and with the earrings on their ears because they are not, they are not very confident that they are a man. You see them plait their hair because they are very much 
but not confident of who they are. So they need to do something to be noticed. That's the spirit. Putting on torn jeans and all stuff. They're doing working like, you know. And now, even some of them are now putting hood like gangs. You know, hooding is from gang, gangster. And if you're a Christian and you're putting hood on, I can assure you when you go to jail, God will not deliver you. He will help you go there quick. So that you can go and meet the people who are the originators of it. Christianity does not emulate the world. The Bible says, be ye separated from among them. That's what the Bible says. Or else you'll be a victim of the devil. There is a spirit of the world. It's the one that works in all their concepts. But there is a spirit of God that works in the concept of the word of God. I would hear that now. Because of increase of wickedness, the love of many will wax cold. We want to pray for those who are fallen. I want to pray also for our own love with God. Also in Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1, it says, But mark this, there will be terrible times. The King James verse 1 said, Perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of themselves, their own selves, covetous, boastful, proud, blasphemous, blasphemous, dis- disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, you know, truth bearers, false accusers, is in, 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 incontinent, fierce, despiser of those that are good. Let me read to you from the NIV too. It says, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love. Unforgiven, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure and lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power, its power, which is the power of holiness. Have nothing to do with them. But you see, we're going to pray for ourselves and for those who are falling now. That Father, stretch your hand of mercy. Everyone that has been deceived among us by Satan in any way, shape, or form, Father, bring them back to life. Let's begin to pray as I'm singing. Satan is very crafty. Satan is very crafty. The Bible says they will be falling away. Many have fallen from grace. my God. Stretch your hand of mercy and strengthen the limbs of your church. Let us pray for our young ones, our youths, that the Lord will strengthen our youths. Our children will be protected from the deception of Satan. The love for the world be taken away from our hearts. The Bible says nobody who lives in Christ loves the world. Every child born in this church, every child raised in this church, every man and woman who belong to this church, 
shield our mind from the deception of Satan of these last days. Oh Lord our God. Oh Lord our God. Rapatos kemala de Let us pray that God will raise great men and women from among our children. Great men and women from among our men, among our women, prophets, evangelists, teachers. That the hope of the church of God will not be broken. Children are reward from God. As arrow in the hands of mighty warrior, as sons born in one's youth, blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Let us ask God the spirit of righteousness to rest upon every member of our church. The power of righteousness to rule over our hearts. <coughs> every form of rebellion and disobedience be destroyed from their hearts. Let there be redeemed redemption and salvation. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Please, let's take our seats for a few minutes. Choir, you may please come and take your seats. You know, tonight, I believe that I've done what I want to do. I am very much conscious of what is going on around us. And when things happen, news and stuff, when I watch news, what, I, what my mind is, God, what is happening? What is your calendar about this? What are you trying to tell the church? That is my own concept. And I watch news very well because in watching the news, I see the gospel fulfilled about the end time. And that helps me to know what do I teach you? How do I help you? So that those of you who listen to my voice will not be caught up in the sky. Remember all the lectures I gave you on spell? Aha! In Genesis chapter 3, God gave man power from chapter 1. When he said in verse 26, let us make man our image in, his, you know, in our likeness and let them rule over. And then in verse 28, he blessed them and empowered them. But what happened in chapter, in chapter 3? Satan came up and sold a lie to man who was made perfect. He was God on earth replica of God. Okay? A man who does not need tailor to sew his garments. Angels don't come here by a tailor. If they are sent on a mission to the world as they move, their, their clothing will change to that. If they are sent a mission to go and praise and worship as they move, their clothing change to that. In heaven has various, various clothings. Different types of uniform and clothes for various operations. I would get there now. No dry cleaner, dry clean their clothes. When God created Adam and Eve, He put them just like that. They don't need any clothing. They don't need anyone to help them because the glory determines what they wear. And the glory provides and put upon them what is befitting for them. So God will visit them. I'm sure it's not the same clothes by which they, they, when God is coming, it's not the same clothes that will be on them 
when they go into their normal duties. No, but they don't care about changing clothes you know, until Satan came and sold the life to them. If you look at how Satan deceived Adam, you will understand what is going on in your life today. The same way Satan is doing today. Satan does not have any other power than to suggest to your mind, do you, do you, did God really say this? When somebody says, did God say this, is asking for direction. But when somebody says to you, did God really say, what he's trying to help you understand is that you got it wrong. He's trying to gain your discussion so that he can take you from your territory to his territory and then convert you. He's trying to... He's trying to introduce to you what happened to him on, in heaven. For the book of Isaiah 14. He said in his heart, I will raise my throne above heaven. He began by, is God really what God is? Is, is he really the head of everybody? That's what it is. And then he was able to sell the idea to many angels. A third of the angels followed him according to the book of Revelation 12. From verse 1 to 6. I would get it. Up till today, Satan has no two methods. Look at your right. You looked. It's not an abomination. Do you really think so? Consider it again. The second time you consider it, you already have lost your mind. Then you begin to develop thoughts in you. When he develops the thoughts in you, he leaves you now to ride on with the thoughts. According to the book of James, when a man is enticed by his own evil desire, but the desire is evil before it becomes his own. It came from the evil one, and once it has been sold, the evil one steps away, so that you are the one who is guilty of all the sins you commit, not Satan. I would gather now. So, if you look at the, the trick of the devil, therefore, it is not possible by evidence of the scriptures, as we saw in the book of... Uh, um, um, we looked at several scriptures, but our key scripture was the book of Galatians chapter 3, isn't it? We looked at Galatians chapter 3 and found out that according to the evidence of, the, of chapter 3 of Galatians, it is impossible for a Christian to be cursed. Let me read the truth with you. Because I have about 15 minutes with this one and I'm going to anoint you. And we're going to, you know, close. You will receive power. Amen. The Lord God of heaven has met with me. When I looked at you in light of tomorrow, I celebrate this house. I celebrate. Let me say, CFT is in the center of God's plan for United Kingdom. Christ with Tabernacle. You, anyone hearing me, if you doubt me, begin to seek God. When he appears to you, ask him, did... Is Apostle William saying the truth? He will tell you. We are in the center of God's plan for United Kingdom. And let me say this to you. That's the reason why many battles have risen against us. But if you look at us, we look like super grass just going ahead. When the wind blows, God will bow our head on the ground. And the wind will blow past us and we start. We keep moving. Everything the devil has thrown against this house did not work. It did not work. They pulled us down, we are standing. They blew us, we fall, we just get up. Everything, finance, rebellion, name it. 
everything the devil had done to this house. You should ask yourself, <clears throat> if it were some other places, they would have been extinct. <clears throat> Threats of all manners, we have gone through it together. You are sitting down in this building today. We bought the building. We could not use it. That was the time that the, the, a, a people rose up and said, you can't use this place for a church. They did everything in their power. Even wrote against us and came to the, to the planning permission meeting to testify against us physically. You understand that? But you see something about the history of CFT? God put a man over London at the time. All right? Who you would not even think of. Okay? And he stood up and said, I override all of you. He is mightier than all the locals. He didn't do that only. He sent his personal assistant to come. And then the people here began to think that, who, who are these people in this CFT church? How did they know that powerful man? How could they have influence? Not only that, the day they will sit, he wrote a letter and sent it to them just an hour before they sit, and he copied me. That you cannot reject that church from using this building. When that letter was shown, eventually, they, of course, the one who received the letter sat on it, but he did not know that I was copied too. All right? So that the plan that they had, they executed and turned us down. Look, one of the things I think that time, when we had this issue, God had given us enough money to fight. Because if we did not have enough money to fight at all, because we had the case against them, we took them to court on that. If we didn't have those money, don't you understand? Many people's rights have been overthrown in our country because they didn't have a voice. God raised a voice. He gave us the money. Let me say this to you. We did not know we were spending you know, you know, much money at the time because we just had it among ourselves here. But then, when it was over, and they turned us down, uh-huh, one of them visited me. And I took the letter sent to them that day and I gave it to him. He said, what? Did we receive this? I said, yes. The one who received it is no more sick today. God removed him from... That was his last job. God removed him. Do you know something I'm saying this? That CFT have gone through thick and thin. It's not for nothing. What has happened to us will happen to some other people. They will be forgotten. Forgotten. Forgotten completely. Come on forgotten if god does that don't you think that we are just ordinary no when jesus appeared unto me he showed me what he said in cft by himself not through an angel not through an angel the lord himself appeared to me and showed me so i'm not talking about destiny of cft that somebody prophesied about no as he revealed himself to moses Revealed himself to Abraham, he revealed himself to Apostle Williams too. So my testimony is not somebody said. If it was, when we went through those dry seasons, I would have been thinking that maybe their prophecy was not correct. Uh -uh. What I saw with my eyes, and Jesus spoke with me mouth to mouth. If you cut the whole of my body into pieces remaining in my head, I still believe it. What you call will come back together again. Because we have not finished the job. 
The purpose by which God raised this one, we are just scratching the surface. But rain is coming. Cloud has formed. The easterly wind has been sent by the Mosa. He said the lion has roared. Who will not box? Prophesy. I'm telling you this because you need to know where you are. I know you know. I know you are trying your best. But this will strengthen you the more. There is a song uh, in um, uh, one of the hymns. It says, Why should I? Why should I mourn? Because of tribulation. I read in the scripture that those who will inherit salvation cannot but pass through tribulation. It says, Emi Yoshekun Tori Iponju Tabi Irora Oti Sotele Momorole Pawan Ajogun Bala Wokule Shai Koja Lairingwa it says, why should I grumble? Because of pain or sorrow. It says, I have read in the word. Those who will inherit salvation shall not but pass through agony. But the end of the song says, He gives victory to us. Thanks be to God. If your faith is not tested, then you have no faith at all. I would get that. Your denial today is not your extinction. Come on now. Let Babylon mount up like a mountain. The Bible says the Lord will bring it low like the floor. Let Satan counterfeit like a lion. Open his mouth. He has no teeth. His hands have no claws. Because there is only one lion. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Do not be dismayed of anything the devil throws at you. Your tomorrow is sure. When Jesus was called, they came to eat with him. Thousands were fed. They took baskets home. On the day of his glory, it was by death. Many deserted him. Only the 120 who remained. Out of thousands that have been fed, who waited until the promise of the Father was fulfilled. Come on, let me say this to you. Congratulations, all of you who are here now. Some of you can tell that some of the things I've been telling about you, you have begun to fulfill them. But you have not entered into the nucleus of it. It is just the beginning. God just began with us. In a short time, He will show you forth in this country. I would together. This is the reason why you must wake up. <laughs> I've met someone before who said to me that you this man you are still going on I said yes so. <laughs> we crush you you are not crushed we kill you you did not die we kick you you did not fall <laughs> I said I'm still going on no. <laughs> we are as constant as the northern star because of the one who backs us up his name is Yahweh therefore be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
Put on the whole armor of God. Because the day of devil must come. Don't look for armor when the devil comes. Put on the whole armor. Because when the day of devil comes, you will stand your ground. You will stand your ground. I remember a day in this church many, 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 many years ago. Uh, many of you were not here, but few who have been with me. I only had uh, six pastors. I didn't have more than that. And the six left the same day. Yes, the six pastors left the same day. You will not tell me that they did not have a meeting. No, there have been conniver meetings and stuff like that. They left the same day. Not only that, before they left, they have convinced minimum of half of the church. We are now around 50, something like that. About 450 people just left with them. And our ears was full of accusations, even by the people we fed. When these people came to me, many of you didn't know that I went through this. I would tell them, you, this is the miracle God did through me in your life. So what are you telling me now that you had? Give me the evidence of what you had. They'll be looking at me. Can you accuse me of anything? This is what God did in your own life. This is what you were. This is what God used me to do in your life. Eh, but, but, but. But you know something? When a tree grows and God wants to make it blossom, what does he do? Cut it down. <laughs> he proves it. <laughs> That's the reason why till today. You see, for everybody who left... I, I told you last week or wherever, pray for them. Because when I pray daily for the commonwealth of Christ with Tabernacle, I include them in the commonwealth. Because God told me they are coming back. Let me say this to you. Every, every water you take from the river, it goes back to the river by one way or the other. <laughs> you drink it, you eat Really, when it's coming out of your body, it will collect some that it did not, that, it, that is, what is your, from your own body. It will add to the one you took from the river, and it will take you back to the river. I would get that. Pour it on the ground, it will go up to the sky. Isn't it? And then after some time, they gather, they collect them, so they come back to this ground. Hallelujah, somebody. You mustn't worry. You mustn't worry. Let me help you understand this, therefore. God will not take us through those trials if God has no mandate for us your solace is this god is in the midst of us all oppositions we had did not stop us from advancing nothing will hinder your advance i fear no devil neither do i fear a man but let me give you these scriptures these are our solace galatians chapter 3 very quickly let me read it to you because I spent my 15 minutes, Pastor Tayo forgot. It's not my fault. It is Pastor Tayo and my fault. I'm a, he is my joint contributor. He didn't get what I just said. I said 15 minutes, Pastor Tayo, take care, isn't it? Did you not hear me say that? So, <laughs> no. You know, Pastor Tai is moving by the Spirit because sometimes you want to say, do something, the Spirit is doing something else. It's very sensitive. Let me read to you from verse 6. This is your portion in life. You know, I told you there are three dispensations, isn't it? The dispensation of Adam to Moses, which is conscience. Moses to Jesus, which is law. Jesus till forever. 
which is grace. And I showed you from the book of Romans chapter 6, if you read it all through and to 7, it helps us understand that the, the time of Moses, okay, was a pointer to the time that Jesus will come. And it says when Jesus came, he fulfilled the law, which means he put an end to the law. And Galatians 3 will look very, very detailed. That the book of Galatians said, God promised Abraham that through his seed the world will be blessed. And then he went further to say that the time of Jesus, which is the time of grace, had connected everyone who believed in Jesus to Abraham, not to Moses. And when people are a bit confused about the philosophy of Paul, Paul said, Why Lord then? He said, God put the law in charge to lead us to Christ. And he said, now that Christ has come, we are no longer under the law. I will just read the scriptures to you. It's a clear message. It says, consider Abraham. He believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who what? Believe are what? Or those who have faith. That word believe there is faith. Uh, children of Abraham. Now, verse 8 says, The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, which is us. And now the gospel in advance to Abraham, all nations will be blessed through you. So, those who have faith are what? Shall we read together? Excuse me, are you blessed at all? Tell somebody, I am blessed. Not because of law, not because I am perfect in the law, but because I have faith in Jesus. Do we get it now? And I tell you, I help you to understand the word along, the implication of that. He says those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham. And that is the statement that, or the word that helps us understand that it's not talking about now. But it is a free blessing when Abraham was blessed. So if I call this man and give him an instruction right now, along with this lady, it's because this lady is present at the time of instruction. Correct? I give you a million pounds along with... All right? Okay. Now, Rajasthan, you can see now. What about if she was not there? All right? And I say, I give a million pounds to Rajasthan. All right? And I said, after many years, she was born. And I said, the one million I gave Jason is you are along with him. That can tell you that it's because... He gave birth to her. Okay? Because anyone that did not come out of Jason cannot be blessed along with Jason when he was the solo person blessed. For the Bible to say, you who have faith now have been blessed along 
you were in the loins of Abraham when God blessed him and promised him. That's why the Bible says you have become children. Am I clear? So your inheritance did not come outside the man. You were in him like Isaac and Jacob when God spoke blessing to him. So that everyone who have faith in Christ have become children of the man that was blessed. So that they don't need to struggle for it. Because they were in his loin. When God was pronouncing blessing upon Abraham, he had you in his conception. Those of you who did law can understand what I'm talking about here. Abi? You don't understand the Abi? <laughs> Excuse me. For the Bible to say you were blessed along. The Bible is right to say you are children of. I wanted to have 100% conviction tonight. If that's all I give you and we go, it's enough for me. Bible does not mean his words. Neither does it contradict itself. He says those who have faith are blessed along with the man who lived 4,000 years ago. Which means, the Bible is justified to now say, such people are children of do you get me now? You were born by that man. The gene that formed that man is the gene that formed you. And the name of the gene is faith in God. That's faith in God. Every man of faith today are born by Abraham. That's what the Bible is saying. God said to Abraham, follow me. I will show you a new place. He just believed God. He didn't know him from me. I don't understand anything. He just said, God, you said it. I believe it. He has no substance to believe. He believed because he trusted he that spoke. What is your substance to be saved? Nothing. Someone told you that Jesus is the way. You just believed it. You just believed it. So... God therefore, heaven said, it is not possible for a man to believe such unless the gene of Abraham is inside you. Therefore, by that confession and faith, you have been connected with the blessing. You are blessed. That's why I don't care if anybody says I'm cursed. Come and see. Bring curse, I will drink it like Gary. So those who have faith are blessed along. All who rely on observing the law are under a curse. That is not me. I'm sure that's not you. Come on, I can't hear you. For it is written, curse is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of law. Clearly no one is justified before God by the law. Because the righteous or the just shall live by what? Faith. Your justification is not by law, it's by faith. You have no business in law. Those who are by faith, they are above the law in the sense that they fulfill the law. They don't live by the law, but they are the law. Alright? The law is not based on faith, verse 12. On the contrary, the man who does, not, who does these things will live by them. And he said in verse 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. 
For it is written, curse is everyone who is hung on a tree. Jesus took your place in curse. Hallelujah. Now, not for nothing. He redeemed us in order that a blessing given to what? Abraham might come to who? The Gentiles. Through who? So that... Is this cathedral? Let me hear you read the word of the living God. Can you see God saying the same thing again and again and again and again and again and again? So that you will be convinced that you are never cursed. Neither can any man who exists under heaven or any invisible spirit curse you. Impossible. God is saying. He began by saying that you were there when I blessed Abraham. Then he went forward to tell you that the connection point is faith. And he says again and again that, you know, you are the child of Abraham because you have faith in me. You cannot if you are not. Fifteen, very quickly. Brothers, let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, sealed by law, so it is in, in, so it is in this case. The promise was spoken to Abraham and to his seed. I am one of them. The scripture does not say <clears throat> to seeds, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. Now, understand this. What am I, what I mean is, the law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. So the promise was before the law and the law does not abrogate the promise. Yes? For it is in, it, for if the inheritance depends on the law, then it is no longer, it no longer depends on promise. Yes? But God is in his grace, gave it to Abraham through what? Promise, not through law. What then was the purpose of the law? It was added because of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise referred had come. The law was put into effect through angels by a mediator. A mediator, however, does not represent just one party, but God is one. Is the law therefore opposed to the promises? Of God? Absolutely not. For if the law had been given that could impact life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. But the scripture declares that the whole world is a prisoner of sin. So that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who what? Who believe, not those on the law. Before this faith came, we were held what? Prisoners by the law and locked up until faith should be revealed. Now, let's read verse 25 together. That's 24. So the law was put in charge to what? So the law was put in charge to what? Now, now, if the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ, it means that if this is Jesus... That entrance is Jesus. You enter that place, you enter Jesus. Every one of us here, we are under the law. So we are barraged by the law and the consequence of the law. Curses all over here, here, up and down and so. And we staggered with pain. With, ah, this is the door of Jesus. Jesus, save 
The moment we enter, all the past is disconnected. Automatically. For if a man therefore is in Christ Jesus, a new creation. In the other translation says a new species. You have never existed before. Because by the gate of salvation, the moment a man staggers into salvation, that is what the law is for. Curses is to help you run to God through Christ. Once you enter, curse does not enter therein with you. I love that forevermore. He says, now that faith has come, we are no longer under what? Supervision of the law. Let me finish this talk. You are all sons of what? God. Through faith in what? Jesus Christ. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. Therefore, there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. For you are all what? One in Christ. Watch this. If you belong to Christ, then shall we read that? Then you are who? Then you are who? Do you know why I say that? Because when I read this very verse, in verse 17, uh, no, verse 14, uh, yeah, 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 verse 16. It says, the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. The scripture does not say to seeds, meaning people, but unto your seed, meaning one person. Who is Christ? Somebody can just say by that that, ah, it does not concern, it doesn't affect Christians, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, they can argue that with you. Because it says that to one seed, and who is Christ? No wonder. Paul now continue his plea. And at the end of his plea, he now brought a conclusion. My Lord. He began by saying, you all are sons of God through faith in Christ. What is he trying to prove now? He's trying to trace you and I back to the seed, which he called Christ. How that connects to you and I. And he says, for all of you who were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with what? Christ. So if Christ is the seed, you also are the seed. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Then it says there, there is no Jew, nor Greek, nor slave, nor brown, nor male, or female. For you are all what? In Christ. Then it says, if you belong to Christ, therefore. If you are in Christ, therefore. Then you are Abraham, what? Seed. So... When the Bible says, Abraham and his seed, and the seed is Christ, you can remove the word Christ and say the seed is Alfred. Hallelujah, somebody. Come on now. Because you are in Christ. So anything that is referred to Christ is referred to you. Anything that does not refer to Christ does not refer to you. Read the whole Bible. Anything that was not said to Christ is, is not your portion. Anything that is said to the Son of God, that is your portion. Because if a man is in Christ, he is the seed. I just want to read this stuff for you. Who will stop in verse 7. I won't touch you this, I will teach you later. Look at chapter 4, 1 to 7. What I'm saying is that as long as the hair is a child, I love this. 
This is a very great legal argument. I think lawyers should use this thing for muting. I love this. This man is trying to prove to you that his claim was correct. And he does not want to use any part of the Old Testament under law to prove it. He has many of it to prove. But he is only trying to establish what he's saying by the promise and the grace. Which is promised as well. Faith and faith. And he had convinced me as a foolish man that what he's saying is just the most sensible thing. I'm saying, he said, what I'm saying is that as long as the heir, heir now, that is an inheritance, a son that inherits, is a child. He's not different from a slave. And that is what many Christians are. Although he owns the whole estate, you may be 50 years old in church and you are still a child. You own the whole estate, but then somebody still instructs you. You are subject to instructors. <clears throat> Look, there are many churches like that. They want their members just to be boys. A church where it is the only set man of the house that can perform miracle. And it tells you that there's an anointing that I have. You can't, it costs me something. Nonsense. Nonsense. It makes everybody in the church a child. So if he's not there, God will answer prayer. If he did not pray, nothing can happen. He, he made everybody to be in a position that you just have nothing to offer. It is just only me. That's a satanic church. Devilish church. Or devonic church. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is my own invention. Devil onic. Now listen to me therefore. <laughs> Everybody have grace. And the church is to develop your grace. I need you. You need me. We are all part of one family. He's subject to guardian and trustees. Until the time set for the father. Now his father. By his father. Now so also. When we were children. We were in slavery under the basic principles of this world. But when the time had fully come, God sent what? His son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those who are under law, that we might receive what? The full rights of sonship. Because you are what? Sons. Therefore, God sent his what? Holy Spirit of his son into where our hearts the spirit that what calls out our father somebody say god is my father say god is my father say god is my father in conclusion let's stand up together as we read together with gladness of heart verse 7 that is your portion that is your portion shall we read verse 7 together so I that is why he began by saying those who have faith are blessed along and I said you were in the body of Abraham and he made us understand Paul is so intelligent he said neither male or female some people say that Bible is feminist or oh, is there feminist they call it 
Sexist. they call it. I don't even know how this is that language because I'm not part of the world. Now, listen to me. I'm not saying you are. I know you are not. There are some languages I met in England. The more I try to memorize it, I can't. As I repeat it, it filters out. Because God doesn't want it to remain. <laughs> Amen. They said that the church is against women. 